0: and Scotty here on 97.5 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's time to go to Cleveland home of this year's NFL draft Aaron Roderick offensive coordinator and quarterback coach kind enough to join us uh, from Cleveland and Aaron it's got to be a lot of fun out there on a big day for that young man.
1: Yeah this is pretty exciting we're
2: all uh we're all enjoying ourselves.
1: So talk about this, Aaron, talk about the decision to go out there and, and and just, uh, you know, sharing this time with a guy that you've helped develop for so long.
2: Well, I mean, I just feel honored to be part of it really. I mean, uh, you know, Zach's a really special player, uh, really driven kid. And, you know, his, his development started with his dad who coached him and, and uh gave him a lot of opportunities to be a good quarterback and then he played for a great high school coach and uh uh you know then then I was lucky enough to be you know have a chance to be part of part of it along with our other coaches on offense and Kalani and Jeff Grimes and Fessy and everybody that was involved in that and then everybody knows he's had a lot of work with John Beck and last night we were all at dinner together it was Fessy and Kalani and John Beck and and uh, and uh, coach Kerr from Corner Canyon and it just I just felt really appreciative that I got to be, you know, one small part of this of this journey that Zach's on. It's pretty cool.
0: I would imagine, I mean, every year in the NFL draft when you've got guys that are eligible and being looked at, I'm sure you get a lot of scouts and a lot of people that call you up and, and want to get information and kind of vet the guys. I gotta imagine this has been at a whole nother level. What's it been like as teams have done their you know due diligence and work and and the, and some of the conversations you've had and as teams try to figure out who this young man is
2: yeah there's been a lot of research that goes into it you know these teams they you know they're investing a lot of money and they they do their homework And uh you know it, to be honest with you, it's it's still pretty crazy how often they get it wrong and and you know and, and i uh I recognize that myself, just through recruiting, what an inexact science recruiting is. And then these guys, uh, you know, they're doing their everything they can as well, and they, and they still make mistakes. So it's, it's it's a tough business. But yeah, I was uh, had to devote quite a bit of time to um, scheduling, you know, phone calls and Zoom meetings and stuff like that with these teams. It it took a lot more time than than I ever had to had to devote to it before. It was. But I, I enjoyed it, and I was more than happy to do it for Zach, and it's obviously it's great for our program.
1: Coach Roderick, you've been a part of a lot of successful offenses. You're one of the University of Utah's most successful coordinators, and I know you've worked with a lot of great quarterbacks and you've seen a lot of great quarterback play. What was the moment where you're working with Zach Wilson, whether it was on the field or in the classroom <laughs> or in film review, where you thought to yourself – this guy's got a chance to be brilliant.
2: So, gosh, I don't know if there's one moment, but I, I think that uh, Fessy brings up the, uh, the game we lost at Boise State when Zach was a freshman. And the things that he did in that game as a true freshman to give us a chance to win. He played really well and made, made a bunch of great plays that night. Hank got us down to the, we got right down to the goal line at the end of the game and he, and he made a critical, you know, rookie mistake and tried to run the ball in uh, on the last play of the game when really we, we had time to get two plays if we would have thrown the ball into the end zone. It's either touchdown to win or get one more chance. And he made a mistake and ran it and got tackled short of the goal line and he's a super athlete and he saw that goal line and it was so tantalizing. It was right in front of him and he thought he could get there and he didn't make it. And uh, I guess, you know, Fessy's brought this up, I think, to some other people. And and I agree with him that the way that Zach responded to that mistake and, first of all, how he went straight to the locker room and told his teammates that that was his fault and took responsibility for it. And then the responsibility that he showed and just how hard he worked to get better and how much he wanted to be coached you know he, he was never happy with just being told good job he just he wants to know why and he always he wants feedback on everything and so it was, it was that attitude and that that drive that sort of led us all to believe that he he was going to be something special the talent was there that was always evidence and i've seen a lot of talented guys um, none quite as talented as him but a lot of talented guys but it, it was that attitude of wanting uh, to improve and wanting to be coached constantly and wanting to get better all the time. It's just, uh, I've never seen him like it.
0: You know, you bring up a really good point. I mean, I'm sure you've seen a lot of talented guys come and go uh, during your coaching career, but it's that it's that extra work ethic, that extra little bit of uh, drive that that separates guys like Zach Wilson from, from other players. And I mean, how rare is it that you see that special combination of talent and work ethic?
1: It's super
2: rare. And, and you know, there are – and then I've also coached a lot of guys who have all the work ethic you could ever want. I mean, they're just grinders, but they don't have the talent to get to this level. And so uh, – but the, the the combination of the two is really rare. And I think the this league <laughs> – it's such a. It's such, I mean, hands can tell you how stressful it is to stick in this league on a roster, no matter what position you play. Uh, just the the competitive nature of what it takes. I, I never played in this league, but I've, I've gained an appreciation over the years for how hard it is to make the team stay on a team, let alone stay in the league for two, three, four, five years or ten years or whatever. Like, I, I just think that uh, you're talking about some of the most competitive people in the world who um, – also have elite athleticism and it's a uh, it's pretty pretty cool combination of factors that have to come together to make it
1: so coach i want you to kind of take us into his frame of mind last night when you're sitting there with coach sataki and you're sitting there with his high school coach and you guys are having a nice meal what, where is his mind right now
2: you know he he's actually he's unfazed he's just like he always is nothing really nothing really seems to bother him you know and that's, I guess that's uh, – I shouldn't say nothing bothers him. He just uh, – if, if something does bother him, he, he handles it well. And last night, though, he was just relaxed. He was just hanging out. Just uh, We just had dinner and we're talking and enjoying each other's company and um, mostly talking football. I mean, it was just – it's was funny uh, somebody – Somebody commented that we can't stop talking about football ever, and that's what, that's pretty much all we talked about the whole dinner. But um, yeah, it was it was, just, it was a nice night, and he seemed uh, really upbeat and excited about the day, about today.
0: You know, you you mentioned his uh, you know it's not laid back attitude, but you know ability to handle things. I mean, he's going to the pressure cooker of all of sports in New York in a team that has not been good. Uh, he's going to probably get. I mean, I guess we're assuming he's going to New York. It's not a foregone conclusion. But if he does go to New York, that's a pressure cooker, and he's going to be expected to perform well. He'll probably get thrown to the Wolves early. From a mental standpoint, do you believe he's up for that kind of a special challenge?
2: Well, I do. I I think he can handle it. I just think, you know, for quarterbacks, everything is about what kind of team can they surround him with. So if if he does end up in New York, if if they can put a decent team around him, then I like his chances. I can kill him got a great chance to, to be a good player because I think the offense that the, the Jets are going to run is very, very similar to ours. Um, it's probably the most similar system in the in the NFL to what we do at BYU. There's tons of carryover. There's lots of uh, you know, we yeah, it's just very similar. And then I think also, um, you know, Zach, I think he sort of, he's the type of guy that really relishes, he relishes the opportunity to go to a place that like you know, everyone's telling him no quarterback's gotten it done, no quarterback's gotten it done for how many years and they start naming them all off and Zach loves that. Like that's who he is. Like he's like, Okay, great. I wanna I wanna I want it to be me then. And that's the type of guy he is. Now you know, it takes more than just confidence. You gotta have players and you gotta have everything kinda come together, but um he's not he's not phased by that kind of stuff and I think he'll I think if they can get, put a good team around him, they'll have a great chance to make them, make them a good
1: team. Well, if the draft goes as it's expected to go here in about five and a half hours, Coach Roderick, that means that you coached the highest draft pick in BYU football history at a number two pick. How do you, how do you parlay that? How, how, how will that affect the way you can recruit, the way you can coach? How can that possibly affect the type of talent that might come to BYU? Well, we hope it will,
2: and uh, I can't say names, but just just last night we had a really, really high-level uh, high school quarterback uh, call us on the phone. He called he, he called me on the phone last night while I was sitting there having dinner, and it was really nice. I can't I can't call the kid, but he called me. And uh, just happened to call me while I'm sitting there to, at that dinner. And that was. Uh, <laughs> do you take I, that I'm, call?
1: Do, like, you, do you take yeah, that call? I took the, I'm, I'm I took sorry. Call I'm... And,
2: I hand, and I handed the phone over to Kalani too. And so we both got a chance to chat with him. And just, just, that was just one example though of, of uh, a good player who, I don't know if he would have been interested three or four years ago. Maybe, maybe he would have, maybe he wouldn't, but he is now. And so I, I think that there's a chance on the other hand though. I mean, BYU is, always going to be a place where we get the guys that fit and we get the guys that we get. That's, I don't think that will ever change too much, but I do think there are certain positions, like the quarterback position, um, where, you know, Jack Wilson and the, the tradition of all the great quarterbacks that have played for us, I think, is kind of revived. You know, it, it, the success that Taysom's had in the NFL lately and uh, the prospect of him maybe being a starter this year. And then whether he starts or not, doesn't matter. He's, he's, in a, he's a superstar. And so with Taysom's success and then now this opportunity with Zach, I think it's kind of reminding people more than ever about the great tradition of quarterback play. And there's there have been so many great wins. And I'm just lucky to be a part of it.
0: I love the, uh, you know, taking a phone call. Sorry, I'm just eating a 10-ounce uh, ribeye here. Uh, with my guy uh, Zach Wilson, who's going to go number two overall. We're live here at Cleveland at the yeah. NFL Draft. Uh, no big deal, but anyway, how's everything in your world right now? <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, that's, that's awesome, man. That's got I mean, to resonate.
2: The funny thing was, I don't, The kid didn't realize where we were. I, he just called me because I, I, I'd asked this. I'd asked this high. You know, I'd, I'd been talking to talking to his high school coach about him, and I said, "Man, I like you your guy's a good player." And so the kid called.
1: That's, that's funny. So so when the bill came did you uh, how did zach take it when you slid it across the table to him? <laughs> <laughs>
2: zach, Zach's
1: so cheap. <laughs> he slid it back across I, to you. Is he, that what... he, he, <laughs> like and right, look, over, to,
2: right I, over to Kalani.
0: I'm, I'm surprised I'm surprised he didn't make you all go to Chipotle and make you uh, eat. Yeah.
2: No, that's what we had for lunch today
0: nice real, that, not even lying Chipotle delivered like 40 burritos to Zach's <laughs> room <laughs> hey uh I want to go back to that pro day when everybody kind of you know the the world of the NFL kind of focused in on that day and, and Zach made every throw and made some jaw droppers that got a lot of attention were you just kind of looking back and smiling and realizing yeah we've known this forever this is no big surprise to us at all what was what was that day like for you as a coach?
2: Um. It was fun. That, that was that was a cool day. The, you know, the thing that I liked about Zach pro day was just that he didn't he didn't play it safe. You know, a lot of, a lot of uh, those guys in in the past, you script a bunch of completions and you try to you, you know what you want to do is just throw a whole bunch of completions. You want to show the NFL a, a variety of throws and stuff, but you don't want it to be too risky because if you're out there throwing incompletions and routes which are there, then they're going to think you're not accurate enough to play in that league and. uh So, but Zach didn't have a lot of worries. And he, I don't know if you guys could tell, but he had a number of incompletions and but the, the the level of uh, difficulty on some of those throws was was pretty high. And he, he didn't care about if everything went perfectly. He wanted to show his athleticism. He wanted to show some of the things that set him apart. And then what you saw after that was some other guys try to copy some of the things that he did on their pro days.
0: Yeah. And, uh, and then
2: there were some good ones, man. There's some, there's some awesome quarterbacks in this draft. So some, some of those guys um, were able to make some of the same throws Zach can make, and it was cool. I, I think it was good for everybody that Zach took that leap, and then some other QBs kind of said, oh, yeah, I, I guess I can take some risks too in my pro day. And then now what you're seeing is a different type of pro day than, than uh, what, what you used to see.
1: Well, enough about Zach Wilson. You've got a bunch of other offensive players that are are poised to potentially be picked in this draft. Brady Christensen, Dax Milne, Matt Bushman, Tristan Hodge, Chandon Herring. Uh, You you know, you go down the list. How excited are you for some of these other guys, Coach?
2: Yeah, I'm I'm super excited for all of those guys. They uh, love coaching every single one of them. Um, I hope they all get drafted. And if they don't, I hope – if any of them don't, I hope they end up, you know, in, in a free agent situation where they have a chance to make the team. And because there, I think every guy you just named is good enough to play in the NFL. Uh, but as you know, circumstances and there's, – there's always a little bit of luck involved. And, and, uh, but I think, I, I think uh, every one of those guys is good enough to make it. And um, I'm really excited to see see where Brady ends up. He's a guy that uh, has been a, one of the most consistent players I've ever, I've ever seen in my career and just a pure joy to coach. So, But every one of those guys, I mean, Dax, shoot, what a great story. And Bushman, I mean, unfortunate that he couldn't play this year. And those offensive linemen, those, those other offensive linemen are really good players. Uh, there's, there's a lot of – can't wait. I can't wait to see where they all end up.
0: And I got to imagine, too, you know, the, the byproduct of all the attention of uh, of Zach was that there were a lot of GMs, and there were a lot of people at that pro day, and it probably, probably was able to, and, and you know, and, and those guys performed well, too, that they got a lot of eyes on them and probably improved their stock.
2: Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah, there was, because there was, there were a lot of people there that day, and, and um, you know, most of those guys had good pro days. I think all of them did. Um Brady, especially. I mean, Brady. Brady yeah. did some things, some, uh, you know, like just he showed some explosiveness and some speed that I think um, probably surprised a lot of those NFL teams. It didn't surprise us because we saw it all the time, but and I think also he he's taller than they thought, and just you know just some of those little things that can boost your stock a little bit. Um, but what but what's getting Brady drafted is just what a consistent player he was for. His whole career didn't matter who we were playing. If we were playing a power five team or or whoever, he he was the same guy every game. Just very consistent player.
0: In the state overall, you're going to see probably if Cincinnati knows what they're doing, uh, five you know two out of the top five players uh, taken in the draft are going to come from the state of Utah. What does that say about the state and the overall quality of talent we've got here?
2: Yeah, we were talking about that last night. Like, what else? about how the the quality of football in in Utah has just improved so much in the last 20 years and it just gets better and better every year. And uh, it's, it's, it's pretty awesome. It says a lot about our state. There's a lot of great high school coaches in our state. There's a lot of great youth coaches that are, that are, you know, developing kids and the high school level though, I think is high school football in Utah is good and, and, uh, and then our population is growing, too, so you just part of it's just numbers. You just have, you know, it's like the more, the more kids you have to choose from, the more likely there are going to be some good players. And um, We're, we're, we're just trying to take advantage of it as much as we can, but it's pretty cool when you see the in-state colleges doing as well as they are in college football and, and our rosters right, right through the whole state. The rosters are stocked with Utah kids.
1: So Zach's name should be announced uh, pretty quickly after the start of the draft. What are your plans for the rest of the evening in Cleveland after the, the name is called and, and things are kind of done? I have no idea. I, I don't
2: know what happens after that. I'm just like, I just go to the <laughs> thing they tell me to show up at, and I'm, I'm going to be there. I'm actually putting on a suit. Haven't done that in a while.
0: And,
1: uh, yeah. Go down and see the lovely town. I mean, hey, it's a beautiful town.
0: The rock, the, the rock and roll hall of fame's cool. I like that. When I was in Cleveland, yeah, yeah, I've been wanting to
2: get over there. In fact, I might head over there here shortly. I've been, I've been wanting—that's been on my list to do. It's just been pouring rain all day, and it's like walking distance, and so I was kind of waiting for the rain to let up.
0: There you go. But, yeah. Well, coach, we appreciate it. Thanks for joining us. Enjoy the day. uh You know, obviously, it's a big day for Zach, but a big day for BYU and the coaches that had a big part in his life. So. Uh, Enjoy. It should be a lot of fun for you guys.
1: Congratulations, Coach Roderick.
0: Thanks, guys. Appreciate you having me on. Aaron Roderick, offensive coordinator, quarterback coach at BYU.